Hello there, welcome to this week's Wolves Fancast. David Evans here and on the podcast this week, we've got Alex Moore. Hello. Richard Hobbs. Hello everyone. And Mr Graham Large. Good evening. On the podcast this week, we're going to talk about a very unlikely and unforeseen one or draw against Burnley um, at the weekend. Uh, and then we'll also do uh, contract talks for the summer and Twitter corner, which is getting popular by the week. Yeah. More and more questions. And we'll talk about that later on. First, let's briefly recap news. Uh, Tommy Rowe has gone on loan to Doncaster Rovers uh, for the end until the end of the season. We'll mention him in contracts into him, but presumably that's the last time we're ever going to see Tommy Rowe in a wolf shirt. Hopefully. Hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's one of those where I feel I feel a bit bad for for him in a way. I feel a bit sorry for him and the fact that he's just, you know, the mention of his name's just met with derision like it was then. But it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked for him. It hasn't worked for us. Strange signing in the first place, particularly when we, we take a guy that's been playing well as a centre midfielder for a few years now and try and shoehorn him into a left-back mm-hmm. role, which he, he clearly wasn't cut out for, maybe at least in this division anyway. And then earlier in the season, it was like Jacket saw him as a left winger when I don't think anybody else mm-hmm. uh, within a million miles of Wolverhampton did. And I think, really, he's been unfortunate because he's been played out of position a lot and he hasn't really had any chances in the mm. centre of midfield, which is probably his best position. But at the same time, I don't think he's really grasped the opportunities he's been given. It was highly regarded, wasn't he, at the time? He was captain, wasn't he, for Peterborough in the middle? Yeah. He, he was quite... Sometimes it just doesn't work. I mean, he struggled with injuries. I think when he saw... I mean, he picked up a metatarsal injury, I believe... Like his first sort of couple of weeks into pre-season last mm. year. It was when it was when we played Cheltenham, wasn't it? Yeah. Where, we, where we actually played. I was I was there that night and he actually played really well yeah. that night. Um, but like before that, he just he played forty average forty games a season mm. for the past four seasons or something ridiculous. And I think that really didn't sort of well, it didn't kick his career Wolves career off to a start. Mm. And he's never fully recovered from that. Yeah. Probably mentally, I guess, would be the way. And he looks, he looks at the yard short of pace for this division. He's never been the sharpest of players on the ball either. And Scram said, it's just, it just hasn't worked for him at the club, and it's a shame. Championships probably a step beyond him anyway. Yeah. Um, and you know, to be fair, I'll, I don't wish any malice on any player. And he's never, and he doesn't come across as a bad egg or anything like that. So I hope he sort of finds a decent club. In League One, yeah, you would have thought yeah. League One the next option for him, yeah. Unless some Championship teams try to take a punt on him, it, it, would, it would have to be a team who's sort of going up. I think from League One, who'd be taking a punt just be surely because he's be, he's putting. Oh God, I can't think of any decent games he's played for. Mm. I remember him having an all right game against Wigan last season, and that's clutching at straws. He actually got um, part of the who scored Championship team of the week once when he was left back. I'm sure it was actually the game when we drew through all with Millwall. It must have been some crap well, left backs that week. The other thing I'll mention there is I, I think Doncaster will probably be where he ends up, given the mm. fact he's yeah. now manager there and the the obvious Peaceburg connections between him and mm. Darren Ferguson. Mm. Uh, I think it's a good good move, good fit for him. It's about the right level of team. I think he'll flourish there. Uh, other news: um, Connor Ronan um, in the academy won the Under Seventeens International Player of the Year for Ireland. Yeah. Nothing more I can say about that because I've known nothing about Conor Ronan <laughs> apart, from, apart from he's highly regarded. I'm not sure what's the difference between the international player of the year and just the player of the year. I was a bit. I, I didn't watch the. Do they have two awards? Do they have 
But why else would they call it the International Player of the Year? Unless it was players who weren't playing in Ireland, I guess. I know. Or, just put a cat amongst the pigeons there in terms of the... Uh, don't question the Irish uh, <laughs> award schemes. Yeah. But no, I mean, great, great stuff for him. I mean, he's clearly got a future. I mean, he mm. did well in pre-season. It's, it's a shame not to... He hasn't played at senior level just yet, but I think he's still very young, obviously, picking up an under-17s yeah. award and... You know, hopefully next season or the season after, we can, you know, we can sort of start seeing him sort of start to appear in the mm. first team, even if it's in cup games or something like that. Exactly. And that's news. There is nothing else going on. That's how uh, fun life is at the minute. I'd say Alex had a lot to say about the news as well, which just yeah. shows. Alex, <laughs> anything Sorry. about the news? Yeah. Um, Conor Owen's quite good on FIFA. Is he? Yeah, it's all we need decent, to know. Yeah. It's all we need to know. And he was okay in pre-season in France, so, yeah. That's my fault. Alex has had his stamp on That's my fault. <laughs> so on Saturday afternoon, Wolves went to the league leaders Burnley at Turf Moor. None of us really expected any kind of result. What we got was a fantastic performance and a deserved point. Uh, Burnley took the lead halfway through the second half with former Wolves striker Sam Vokes with a lovely header, which was Burnley's only shot on goal for the whole game. And then right into injury time, a Danny Bath bullet header gave Wolves the point. Alex, you were the uh, fancast advocate uh, at the game. We'll talk. We'll go through the goals in a second, but generally, performance-wise, the game, um, how was it? I think you're right. We played, it's probably our best performance maybe this year, maybe in a long, long few months. We we definitely deserved a point. I wouldn't say as far as a win, but we definitely deserved a point. Um, but that's better. It wasn't mm. a fantastic game. It's a bit of a poor game overall. But I think Burnley were just off the pace. There wasn't really up for it. And I think that's how we got on. I think maybe against like a Middlesbrough or a Hull, mm. I think we'd have probably have lost, maybe. But, um, yeah, I mean, not taken away. I mean, the, the players showed a lot of passion, a lot of courage. Lot, no, and they never gave up. And that obviously showed with the late goal as well and fighting towards the end. But, yeah, I mean, the point was there. The least we deserved, I'd say. A lot of people praising Jack Price again this yeah, week. I had, mean, a, had a shot that hit the, the post off thirty yards. I mean, would have been incredible. Yeah, I'd say he's probably our man of the match that mm. game, and obviously he's got that as well anyway. So, but I think he's one of those players. Some of the fans he's still a bit hit and miss with, but like the majority of the fans he's still highly got. Yes, he's one of the starting names on the bench every week, and mm. for me, he's got to start over Savile because I don't know what Savile does. I mean, on Saturday he just pranced around and didn't really do anything. And I think he's just uh, he's just searched his name, his start, his first name on the sheet because he scored two goals against Derby. Yeah. That's the worst thing he could have done because he's absolutely rubbish. <laughs> the worst thing he could have done score two goals. Yeah, win us the game. <laughs> he's absolutely rubbish. I think. So they never scored those two goals. Some. I think that's. I think it's interesting that you say there that you think the result might have been different against the Middlesbrough or Hull when Burnley are kind of runaway leaders at the moment. Mm. I think that's a, that's an interesting thing to say because I, I was. Of the other trailer thought before Saturday, where I think Burnley haven't probably received enough credit for how they've gone about the oh, season yeah. and how, how, how they get along how, with how they've done. I mean, we spoke we spoke a few weeks about go about how Hall slipped under the radar yeah. and okay they lost to Middlesbrough on um, on Friday night, but they're still very much in the running. Yeah. Um, but Burnley, on the other hand, it's they ju- they just seem to. I think now that's fifteen games they've gone unbeaten. Yeah. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's at this stage of the season to have that sort of stretch of games where we know pretty much anything can happen when you get into sort of the final 
10, 12 weeks of the season. And if if mistaken, I think Luke said last week that their own defeat in that rule was Arsenal in the cup. Yeah, that's ridiculous. And that wasn't away as well. Yeah. And I think the previous one was at, the previous one was at the KC against yeah. Hull, I think. And it's like you, you look at it, you look at their side on paper, and they've got probably three or four of the best players in the championships. I mm. mean, I'd certainly say go as far as to say Heaton, Barton, and Gray probably are up there with the best in the league. Oh yeah, and. I think it can't be understated what a good point Saturday actually was. Uh, in co- complete contrast to the Birmingham game, where it was a case of you felt a bit aggrieved that we were happy with a point against mm. Blues, and you go, you go yeah. up there and get a point on the bounce, and it's a complete yeah. contrast. It, it's it's the context of the result, isn't it? And you know, it, we we've gone we've gone away to the league leaders who just got re- got relegated last season. Mm. And we've held our own against them, and we've come out with a good point. Mm. Um, you know, you say it's stark contrast to the weekend before, where it was all doom and gloom. That you know, and we deserved a point against Birmingham just as much as we deserved one against Birmingham. Yeah. But it's interesting how you can go away from a game and think, well, that, that's poor, and then you can go brilliant. It's because we got a last minute equaliser. Yeah, exactly. And that's what makes you're living it off better. that buzz for about a week, aren't you? <laughs> and you know. Everyone, everyone's, you know, Danny Bart's back in, back in everyone's good books, yeah. and you know, life's happy again until it's weird how the uh, pendulum seems to swing between us and Burnley as well, considering the mm. fact we both got promoted in 08 09. We, we stayed up for two years, they we sort of down. disappeared into mid table mediocrity, as the saying goes, and then uh, took them a while to get back up. And now they're, now they're in a position where they're looking at potentially two promotions in mm. three years, yeah. which is. Nothing short of astonishing for a club of their size. I mean, they were terrible last season in the Premier League. They were no. just they were just low on a bit of that extra quality, mm. and which will be their challenge next season. Yeah, oh, bank bank the parachute yeah. money. Yeah. You know, yeah. they they haven't That's spent cool. much with no. the exception of signing Gray. They, they got Gray. They got the um. Did they, they end, did they end up getting the lad from Brentford? They're after. Tarkos, um, yeah, they spent yeah. six million. Right? Yeah. But I mean, they've sort of, you know they've kind of got rid of some of the older players in that team, like Shane Duffy. I think so. Yeah, they've got. Or, or of the, you know they've got they've kind of quietly replaced a couple of players like that. And the other thing they've done, they lost Ings and they've replaced them effectively. With Gray, but yeah. they've they've managed to keep Heaton, who yeah. is a very good best the best goalkeeper outside the Premiership. For yeah, and, and you know he's been called up to being, you know he's essentially fourth choice England goalkeeper. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was, a, it was a very good point for us. Just kind of on on the way up there, there's a say about fifteen Wolves fans in our carriage, and everyone was saying Burnley are going to beat us about four nil, three nil. You wouldn't you wouldn't be, you wouldn't yeah, be surprised. No, nobody, I mean, I didn't expect us to get a point, and then when he came through, and like we said, his last minute goal, he was a bit like, wow. Yeah. And you live on off that thrill for about a week, but nobody expected us to get a point. But I think yeah. Burnley were Burnley were quite poor on the day. Mm. Saying mm. obviously if they'd stepped up again, I didn't think they were that lost, great. At Molyneux earlier this no, season, they, 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 they were a bit they, off the pace. They should, have, they should have put us out of sight in that in game. About really, they didn't, in about they, three minutes, they, they had what, two chances, yeah, and then, two or three killer chances in that game, which they just didn't yeah, take. And um, we we defended reasonably well for yeah. for the other the other aspects of the game. But it's um, you could see based on that based on Alex's point there, you could see based on how many people were moaning about Wolves ruining their accumulators on Saturday yeah. on Twitter. You Luke was right. How yeah. Unexpected <laughs> that game was and. I don't very often like to admit that Luke Thompson was right <laughs> on this occasion. But I, I was checking my phone, oh, right. and when it was 1-0, I thought, OK, well, done and dusted now. And when it was 1-0, and you saw the tweet come up, you know sometimes on Twitter how 
people will retweet old Wolves goal yeah, tweets yeah. to yeah. wind people up. I generally thought first, oh, someone's done that, and I looked at the time, twenty three seconds. Like, hang on a second. <laughs> See, I, I always like if you're following a game, a Wolves game, just on Twitter, and especially if you've got it on a laptop, all of a sudden it'll pop up saying fifty new tweets. And you're yeah. like. Something's happened. Yeah. And you're like, do I want to click? What, what if someone else has scored? What if they've scored? But what if we've scored? <laughs> it's Danny Bart. Going back to uh, George Savile, Alex's doppelganger, of course. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he had a chance in the first half yeah, where he I mean, could have struck oh, it. He, he had so much time, he could have had another touch. And I think he was just panicking, really. Yeah. I think you kind of saw the open goal. And just when the goalkeeper's off his it. line like that, it wasn't yeah. that he was fast line because he was backtracking. There's all that sort of panic and commotion. And I think he just smashed it, but unfortunately, he smashed it right to their defender. He <laughs> was right in front of him. So it's just like, yeah, that was a bit frustrating. I, do, I, I find Savile an odd player. In terms, of, he doesn't do enough in certain aspects of his midfield play for me. He's either he's not defensive enough. He's in terms of someone who's a proper sitting midfielder. He can't dictate play or keep move possession as quickly as someone like Price. Nor does he get forward enough like Edwards, for example, and yeah. really make. Or like Cody started to in that sort of box to box. Yeah, it's like he kind of just ambles around I guess and he kind of really doesn't link the play well enough or effectively enough for me to kind of I know Alex is really oh, keen on him I've, I've been polite <laughs> about George it George sitting right at this table yeah <laughs> does George Savile then epitomise Wolves this season proper middle of the road yeah like, he can't do not, can't do that quite, badly not quite good enough yeah we're not yeah. quite good enough for something uh, it's because if, if a player had to move to pass the I was season, really hoping that actually well. after you know those two goals against Derby I thought well hang on both of those goals were him breaking late into the yeah. box and he's done that great against a good team why hasn't why aren't you doing it every game and you're doing this against Blues he got that header right at the back yeah. post mm. you should have scored really and it's it's kind of like you see Glimpses in games. Yeah, you see what he can do, and then for the for the rest of the eighty five, he's just either anonymous or rubbish. It's yeah. one or the other. Uh, I, I, it must be more frustrating for the Wolves managers, but you can almost you can see there is a player there. Mm. I was just going to say it's an important time for him to uh, yeah. to make his make his mark as well because with McDonald's not going to stay out of the side forever, and of course. Wallace played on uh, on Saturday, which is going to add even more competition to those roles. Mm. So, is, is Savile's going to step up at any point? It's got to be now. Is Savile look Jonah Hill in Film World? He, he, okay, he, he, okay, David. <laughs> he's like he, he's good enough to be in films and be perhaps a supporting actor, but he'll never be good enough to be the lead actor. He's in that middle ground. Yeah, See, he, I, don't I mean, say, you could use a hundred actors for this. I'd say I just more, saw Jonah Hill isn't that more away. of a Jack Price because Jack Price is a support is much more of your supporting guy. He's never going to get that much of a limelight until Hancast Mania. You always seems to be there, doesn't he? He's always yeah. there, and you're thinking, oh, not him again. Mm. But it's kind of like I'm just, thinking, I'm just thinking now about Jonah Hill. I can think of three films immediately which I which I, which I absolutely love. Mm. Jump Street films. Yeah, I was going to say he's, Wolf, he's, Wolf, he's, Wolf, yeah, exactly, he's, and. Um, a, a, a personal guilty pleasure of mine, super bad. Yeah, exactly. He's supported by someone better. Yeah, he's not the lead league guy, but yeah. he's still good enough. I, I, in the I'd film. argue that he's always been the supporting role. Apart Jump Street, it's 50 50. Yeah, with but him. Channing Tatum's a better actor. Yeah, that, that's yeah. the thing. And that, that's, that's as well. Yes. That, that's not saying much, but. It's... 
That's all we need to know now is what actors epitomise Wolves players. So we're going for. Well, we, what did we set up with Matt Doherty? Yeah. Well, Matt Doherty, we thought he looked like. We, but, we, we thought Ben Affleck would play Matt Ben Affleck would be a, yeah. But that's what we want to know now. Yeah. Actors that are their Wolves player equivalents. Let's go to the goals. Sam Vokes open scoring for Burnley. It was a great goal. Yeah, you you can't deny it. Proper old school centre forward header. Yeah. I want to open up the debate about this. I see a lot of people saying Sam Vokes should never have got rid of him. Oh, but at God, the time, of course he would have got rid of yeah. him. He was like fourth with Detroit strike in the Premier League. He wasn't going to break into the first team. We were trying to stay in the Premier League, and if we stayed there, he wouldn't have been part of the future I thought we sold him. I thought we sold him under... Didn't we sell him at the start of 2012-13, or was it... No, because he was played... It slightly before that? He played in that two-all draw against Swansea. He came onto the sub, and I think he set right. up a horror for the equaliser. So he must have gone on loan I somewhere. Yeah. Did we sell him the season we got the sell back in? Yeah, we that's when I thought yeah, we sold him. We sold, we sold, I thought we sold him that one. summer. Yeah. Because I thought at the time that he'd probably get his chance in that league with the fact that Fletcher was going, and obviously other people had other ideas. But really, he'd been... With the exception of that Swansea game that you said, mm. he'd, he'd been out of the side for, what, three seasons? By well, yeah, in, in the Championship, in that promotion Yeah, he season. left in 2012, but he had one, two, three, four, five, six loan spells from 2009 yeah, to 2012. Yeah. But in that promotion year to the Premier League, he was a third-choice striker. He was always on the bench, and he was great because he'd always come on and get a goal. Yeah. But I think he was still just too young at the time at Wolves. If you look how much he's matured now, of course you'd have Sam Vokes in the yeah. team now. But at the time, we were trying to say in the I Premier think League he I wasn't think it's at that level. play to his strengths as well. Yeah. They yeah. play with like a target man. They hoof the ball up sometimes and then he's always there to get the header on. And they do play similar football to the football we played when we won the Championship mm. with a tall striker. Mm. And like a target but, man and a normal goal scorer with Gray as well. That is the type of player I think Jackie's trying to get, isn't he? Yeah. A yeah. proper target man who's going to bully people. And he's trying to do it with so many players this season. He tried it with Phobie. You know, trying it, he's trying. He tried it with Zyro at the weekend. Mm. It didn't really work. You know what? It would work if you actually did it with an actual target man of a footballer. I reckon. Or we do. Yeah. Oh, psycho. Right, isn't he a number ten? And then obviously in the dying moments. I don't know whether he way inspected it, but Danny Bart yeah. bullet proper bullet header, yeah, typical bullet header. Good goal. Danny Bart's part of the Bullet Club now. Good goal. Though. Yeah, fantastic. Well, two great headers, but there's some strange scenes in the way. And as I said before, I don't know if I can repeat it now. But I wouldn't. No, I won't repeat it now. But yeah, some crazy scenes in the way. End. But Graham, you mentioned about you would have thought Dyche would have been annoyed about the marking on Bart on that he one. Seemed to ghost through, didn't he? Mm. It's. Uh, you've you, you, you got a centre-back with plenty of height and he didn't seem to have anyone near him when he took that header. It seemed like a relatively free header. But uh, it might have complained. Because yeah. Yeah, usually Bart's pretty well marshaled at yeah. corners and he only usually you gets don't, some you don't see him He often. doesn't run onto the ball, does he? The only other time I remember him... Did, didn't he get a last-minute equaliser against Brighton? Yes, it was a mm. tapping. Yeah, uh, I, I can't remember that that often that he's that he's actually scored for Wolves. To be honest, but I think I made this po- point in the podcast a few weeks ago. We rarely score from corners. No. People headers, don't, people, traditional headers. We don't score from. I mean, teams don't usually score from corners. No. It's kind no, of it's a myth. Isn't it's it? a myth. It's like I think the, the ratio is about one in ten, one in fifteen, or something that you actually end up scoring from them. It's, it's a Pretty I'm sure I read uh, some kind of football statistics book um, last summer. It talked about Mourinho's in there saying that he never got why fans 
yeah. were so excited when we when a team got a corner. Probably because people have got bets on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's something like that as well. I don't know if you've watched, read a lot of secret football books. Like you said, um, mm. there's a portion, and Javi Alonso says um, mm. like in this country when he was playing in um, Liverpool and he'd read like the programmes about the younger players, they'd say what your strengths and they'd yeah. say like tackling and things like that. He says, I don't see how that's like a, a strength mm. or like... Like that's what every, every yeah. footballer should be doing. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. it like tackling, yeah. heading, yeah, heading, marking or something. Marking and like tackling. Like... He says, says back in Spain, other parts of Europe, that's not really a skill. But when you see a good challenge over here, all the in England, everybody's mm. up in their hands. Shian <laughs> Simpson says it's not really a skill tackling; it's part of you. Because the skill should be yeah. intercepting. Yeah, you know, because you beat the players for a ball. Um, um, anyone else play well the weekend, or perhaps not so? Shouted well? about Jed Wallace. Um, yeah, I'd say, oh yeah, actually, I'd yeah. say Jed Wallace is looked quite decent. He's a bit disappointed when he went off with the injury, but I still think he's a bit too weak. I know he's came back and he's mm. trying to put a stone on, but you can still see he was getting shrugged off the ball quite a lot against Stephen Ward and uh, Stephen Ward, the former Wolf striker, now left back. You know, and he's getting shrugged by off being, but he's, he's still seeing. There's a lot of potential there, I think, with Wallace. But he just needs to. Bulk up a little bit more. I think we've talked about this before. It's a massive step up, though. League yeah. two to the championship. Yeah. You've got it's to be pretty special. He's been flying in League one. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we know what we know the golf there because we're yeah. seeing it this season. Really. Yeah. I was going to say, uh, um, Jed Wallace having a good game, then going off with an injury is just classic Wolves this yeah. season. Oh, yeah. isn't it? it just sums us up, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like Gyro was pretty much the same at the time yeah. as well. It's like yeah, you get three games out of him, and then all of a sudden he's injured, and it's. There's somebody up there, right? As soon as you get a little bit of form, you're injured. Yeah. Yeah. As soon as you get something, you're injured. Yeah. Jordan Graham, nobody's ever heard. Never gets a chance. Was it seven, eight games? Mm. Really good. You're injured now. <laughs> we need a bit of a confidence boost going into yeah. the end of the season, even though I saw the headline today that apparently confidence is sky high within the uh, squad at the moment, but it, it's certainly... Sky high after two draws. The last time I saw him against Birmingham, it didn't look like it was yeah. any sky high confidence on display that day. Imagine if we so, win, imagine the confidence yeah. in the yeah. game. So, you know, things can't get much better than this after, off the back of a draw at Burnley. It's like, it's a bit depressing really. Um, but, uh, go on, sorry. No, no, I was just saying that it's, it, it's a case of, I think, I think Williamson will have a role to play next season mm. and I think it would be good to get him back in around the next few weeks just to try and get that foundation together yeah. ready mm. for next season uh, Price was the man of the match I believe for yeah, Wolves I would, he, would he be the working man to man of the match as well yeah I think deservedly yeah. I mean he was my girlfriend said he was like one of her first games says, does he ever stop pointing so yeah. every, every all you ever seen is open his mouth pointing 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 and then she said to me is he the captain went no uh, to, and this is for somebody who's hardly ever been to a game so shouldn't he be the captain who went well and then you've got I Danny, ba- Danny yeah. Bath at the plenty cap. of us thinking that yeah. Yeah. Danny yeah. Bath at the backyard he says a word and you know it looks like he gets bullied sometimes mm. so um, but yeah he's definitely a man of the match I was going to say it's not a coincidence Wolves always look a bit more organised when Jack Price is playing and mm. he's a very vocal player and you know whenever there's a foul on a on either side he is always up to a referee mm. and he's always kind of I think Cody's the same as well yeah. Cody always sees mouth opening yeah. and, and pointing and looking organised so I think they're like the two dominant roles and yeah. I think when you get Williamson in there might be a bit of a I think we've needed that because a lot of this season we've lacked characters and we've lacked leaders in that team uh, you know who've actually kind of stepped up to the plate all in all, then, gentlemen, a great point yeah. away to Burnley. Top off the table. That's what we like Thank to see. Thank you very much. Um, and if um, this season is going to end 
mediocrely, which it will. At least we can say we've got a very good point against Burnley. <laughs> whoa, whoa, calm down, Dave. <laughs> Gee. Okay. I'd love that to be in sort of jackets, end of season, at the end of season dinner. And just like, is that still going ahead? <laughs> no, we in the end of season DVD, that will be yeah. one of the highlights. <laughs> yeah. Didn't the Castle just, on Earth, didn't it? Yeah. When we got relegated to League One. Yeah. yeah. I think they'll just move it. You know, from because you see it at the interna- Telford International Centre, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Well, I don't know, they'll move it. They'll, to, just, have, they'll yeah. just have a buffet. Yeah. Is Bushby working men still? Yeah. The Polish club or the Stafford club. I still can't understand what WV1 actually does. I mean, surely surely that'd be an ideal venue for something like that. Just a very small gathering, family friends, <laughs> yeah. put on a good spread, yeah. everyone will be Invitation with a plus one. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Would it be bring your own booze? No, well, you've got to be vegan, yeah, so you've got to be no, they've, they've got to generate some revenue for yeah. that. First drink. You've got to pay for your own drinks. Even no, no work it'll, be, there. it'll be first drink free. Yeah, first drink get, free. get a token. So uh, this summer, uh, Wolves have got six players out of contract. Um, and we did this on Twitter earlier week with gentlemen. If what, I'm going to read out these na- names. If you could only give a contract to one player out of this group of six, who would it be? So, we've already mentioned uh, Tommy Rose out of contract. Uh, so is Liam McAlinden, Aaron McCary, Siggy, Bakari and Ismail. So if you're only going to give one contract to a player, and don't do the whole thing of I wouldn't give a contract to any of them. <laughs> I was about to say, do I have to? <laughs> <laughs> I, can see, I can see Graham just thinking... <laughs> <laughs> Play the game. Do we have to say why? Can we just say the name? Yeah, you've got to give some oh. kind of reason. Just play the game, okay? If you could give a, co- if you had to give a contract to one player, who would it be and why? Um, anyone can suggest one straight away. I've got one, but I, I mean, it, it's not. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. I'll start off with uh, Razak Bakar. Yes, okay. yeah. because, <laughs> because I think Wolves can make a fortune out of marketing his origami flowers yeah. that I saw at the, <laughs> like, at the <laughs> kit sponsors lunch a couple of seasons ago. I was gonna say I, I, I was thinking Bakari purely, you know, just so he's got health insurance. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Seriously, anyone? Um, you've got to give. You've got to choose those, one. Come on, it, choose it, one. Mine would be Siggy. Course, and it's and it would be mine as well, yeah. But on a serious serious note, purely because he's the only one anywhere near the first team, Mm -hmm. um, I think off the top of my head, yeah. I think it might be harder for us to replace to get in a good striker than it would be to get in a backup goalkeeper. Um, Matt Glinden's been nowhere near the first team this season, Ishmael hasn't. Um, he's still the first hundred million pound player. Well, yeah, yeah that, that's so, true. Don't forget that. Do we get like a cash out like yeah. you do on Bet Three Six Five? I don't want to know what his current value is when you cash out. Um, yeah, I, I, I'd like to hope anyway. I mean, it's the same with Bakari, but actually, I, I, I'm optimistic anyway that if Sigurdsson had a full pre-season and he got that proper level of fitness training mm. under his belt he would improve yeah um but even still he's not really done enough no. this season and it, it genuinely tears my heart out to say that. i concur with all those points <laughs> thank you Dan. but yeah but i agree that he i think he'll go anyway in the summer and i think we we have a bit of a laugh and joke on, on twitter but if you're going to ask anyone seriously i think we all know he's going to go in the summer yeah and i will Go mourning for all this when that happens. <laughs> but he, he will he will probably go, and he'll go to back to Iceland or he'll, he, another maybe a league one team will try and take a punt on him, or a championship team. You never know. Alex, 
Um, Give a contact to one of these men. God, it's hard, isn't it? <laughs> um, it's like Richard and Trisha this week. You could do Hunger Games. I think it could work. <laughs> <laughs> Fight all the death. To be fair, I think Sue Arson would be the... Um, I think he would be the main. <gasps> on, a, on a serious note, I would genuinely, out of those six, yeah. give it to Bakari. Okay. Because of the fact... I can verify that the other five shouldn't be anywhere near the first <laughs> yeah, team. Okay, yeah. Whereas with Bakari, yeah. we, we haven't really it's seen genuine, anything from him. Yeah. Yeah. It's an intrigue. It's still it? a complete enigma. It's like business people say, you know, the one you miss out on is the one, you know, yeah. the, one you, the biggest regret is the chance you didn't take. And you know Bakari... And you can never say that about Bakari because I've never seen him he play. Looked fa- he looked fairly lively in the <laughs> couple of games that <laughs> I saw him... Northampton. A couple, couple of games I saw him play, well, but it's like... I, I, I just remember that you know that Sheffield Wednesday game at home. He started playing fair, fairly well, and then all of a sudden that was it. And I thought to myself, ah, oh, I'll, I'll look forward for a few weeks' time when he comes back. And then there was always there's always <laughs> that, that was three <laughs> years ago. There was always those rumours that apparently he was better than Saka, so which makes you think. I know the rumours, but it just makes you think. What's going? You I've know, basically could... been got a degree since the time Bakari's <laughs> <laughs> actually. And you know Bakari would go to into the club and just be fantastic. Oh yeah, like, well, yeah oh, all his fitness problems will be gone. And would, all... would you only give him a year then to kind of say, okay, this has got to be yeah, twelve, chance, 12 months pays your play, I think. Yeah, yeah, and then obviously extend that if. Yeah, I, I feel genuinely sorry for him because I mean the amount of time. His life will just be spent in a treatment room, yeah. or be spent. You know, I can't imagine him having sort of a great, almost working life if you think about it. And you know, a lot of the players who signed when he came, so the likes of Sacco, um, and that sort of group of players, mm. are now gone. And it must be sort of really odd because he's never kind of built up a relationship with any of the players on the pitch. Um, and presumably, if, if both Sigi and Bakara go. Uh, this summer, two things. Firstly, they're going to be on decent money from the Sol back in here. I was trying to think about with Bakari because they must because uh, you know Saka was a decent amount of money. Surely they would have all been on a good similar wage. We spent surely... about two and a half million quid on Bakari as well, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. So surely if they go, that's a good balance. You know, wages off the books yeah. that's gone as well. Also, won't that officially be the end of the Sol back in here at Wolves? All of his, all of his sonnets would have gone. Singing goes, yeah, because yeah. you got to look at it. Uh, Margarita went. Uh, Sacco's gone. Big um, Frank, God, <laughs> was, that, was, was, that was a Terry Connor song. Yeah, yeah. the yeah. fact, the fact he turned up at Ipswich said all that one. Yeah. Um, trying to think who else. Who else did he bring in? We had Margarita, Margarita. and obviously Bakari, Siggy, uh, Pesco. Pesco as well. Yeah. Another was, one. Did he bring anyone in midfield? Centre mid. Oh, Dumbia. Dumbia. Obviously, he went. Dumbia, yeah. But that, uh, yeah, I, I think, think that, that it, would officially be yeah. his, his era over. And then yeah. I was trying to think in my head, maybe apart from Akimi to an extent, if and when Edwards does depart in the future, won't that officially be the end of the McCarthy era? Yeah, it would be. Because yeah. Yeah. I think Akimi was a, a still a pre McCarthy player. Yeah, he player. was. He was. Yeah. So we, we could see in the next two years a, a big era of McCarthy in gone out of the squad. Literally a whole, whole changeover. Yeah. Again, that would have been what. He left in too far. I mean, that, if that let's say happens in two years' time, mm. that will be six years since McCarthy left. Wouldn't yeah. It? yeah. How about McCarey? How about McCarey? Because Martinez is going to be gone presumably in the summer. No. I think you can get a better backup goalkeeper. Mm. Yeah. I don't think he's really Championship quality. I know we've never really seen him or given him any chances, but 
I don't an, exactly yeah. think he's ever been pushing for the first. I think game. there's a reason yeah. why we've always had to bring. And in I think I think to bring in like you say, bring Kushak and then bring Martinez and mm. think Jack. It's always not really that good anyway. So, yeah. be interested to see if he if. Jacket, should he still be in charge over some spends a couple of million to get Martinez in, mm. um, or he just he does it on the cheap and he gets another loan, I th- uh, I, which I think I prefer. I prefer the Kujak approach where you go for an experienced backup, mm. and they know that they're they're only going to get a chance if Hakimi's out yeah. of the side because I think Hakimi needs that reassurance reassurance now yeah. because I think you know, he he'd have been well within his rights to be off at the start of the season mm. with what happened with Martinez and. You know, I think anyone in that position would be where you've been number one goalkeeper for three years, and all of a sudden they're bringing a guy and say, "Right, we've now got this two number one goalkeepers malarkey," it, which never works. No, I don't think Arsenal would let Martinez go for cheap either. Mm. I don't think he's necessarily got a career at Arsenal anyway. But I don't think they'd let him go for, like, yeah. for instance, on a free or for a couple of hundred grand. They'd probably want to say a million, want two a million, million yeah. just for him to sit on the bench. And you think, yeah, mm. he's not really worth two million just to sit on the bench. Maybe we could have a, a ladder match at the end of the season and the contract just floating up there and that could be yeah. how you decide uh, who gets the contract and we'd have to do like a goalkeeper style coming through across to grab it <laughs> <laughs> you've got, <laughs> can... you got two or three of them hanging See, from the contract but you'd have Akimi trying to grab it but you'd have Martinez going for the continental punch <laughs> and it <laughs> not fully working a kid when he used to play bulldog but they actually used proper bulldogs whoever gets to the end of the pitch first gets the contract this feels very Hunger Games <laughs> yeah. style again <laughs> Uh, so final bit of this week's podcast, uh, it's Twitter Corner, where you send us our question, you send us questions about wolves. We or, need a jingle. Or not about wolves, and uh, we answer your questions for you. We do need a, a Twitter Corner jingle, because he's yeah. getting quite regular. I'll just send one of those, it's from Luke Thompson. <laughs> oh, I've got it covered. Oh no. So, uh, and he thought, he, he's thought he had the better of us. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to start with uh, Luke Thompson, who's on the podcast this week. Rich, read out the question please. This is where I don't have a question. He asked, um, who do you think will win the uh, French uh, League 2, or Ligue 2, uh, Serie B, the Welsh Premier League, and uh, Wolverhampton Sunday League Division 2? And the MLS as well. He's got the oh. end there. So, I only know the MLS yeah, I'm gonna go out of that league. LA Galaxy. LA Galaxy. It's yeah. a standard. I'd, I'd like Colorado there. Rapid to do something yeah. for uh, Kevin Doyle. Kevin, but... And uh, getting up my MLS knowledge, they seem to be doing all right this season I, so far. I follow Portland Timbers in the MLS, so I'll, I'll, st- I'll stick with them. Okay, so we've got two Rapids, a Galaxy and a yeah. Timbers. Um, we don't know the answer to the other ones, so Rich 2's top of the I, tables. Okay, in the French League 2, uh, Dijon atop um, with 60 points. They'll win. Uh, with AC Nancy, two points behind on 58. Red Star on 52, so it's going to be one yeah. of the top two. Dijon have got the better goal difference as well, so I can. I think they well, also produce some fabulous mustard. I've got to say, that exactly. Would be the France, you know, exactly. Yeah. So that's a winner for me. Next one. Okay, so uh, Serie B, you've got um, again sort of two runaway uh, leaders. So you've got uh, Crutone, I don't know how you pronounce it, and uh, Calgary. Um, Calgary. There we go. Yeah. Um, and they're on 66 and 65 points respectively. Mm. And, um, I'm going for Crouton. I'll say Calgary. Yeah. I'm going to say Calgary, the, the only team I've think, heard of. Yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was my logic. Um, Navarra are, on, are in third place on 52. So <laughs> no, no, they're right. Welsh Prem. Now for the big time. Here we go. 
You've got the new Saints who are they always four, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been total network solutions. Yeah. 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 On fifty eight, um, Bal- Ballatown FC, who I've seen play, um, on fifty points, and NBI uh, Landudno FC are on forty eight. Where in Newtown? Just by Newtown are two for are in sixth place in, on thirty five. Oh, catch, catch up with your Welsh Premier League oh, knowledge. I went on to see them against uh, Copenhagen and they lost. But if you, <laughs> yeah. but they're in sort of the um, sort of between second and sixth, so they'll be competing in a playoff. So I think I think the league kind of breaks down. I'm going for the Balor one. Yeah, yeah. I'm going for Balor. I'm going to go for Aberystwyth for a late push. They only need to gain another twenty one points. <laughs> But, yeah. And uh, Wolverhampton Sunday League Division 2. Now, this is an interesting league. This is, this is where we get to the nuts and bolts. TK Wanderers FC are on 40 points okay. with 15 games to go. And Grapes FC are on 34 points with... Um, no, playing 15, so I'm not with 15 to go. Um, but because it's Sunday League, you've got a couple of extra games, haven't you? Uh, you know, you never run on time. <laughs> So you've got third place, you've got um, Frying Pan, Darleston, FC on 27 points with three games in hand on those. So oh. they might be able to claw it back. A shout out for AFC Jacks, who, when everyone else has played between 12 to 17 games, they've played seven this season. <laughs> Where are they in the league? They're seventh. On, they've played seven and got 18 points. How many teams in the league? Um, twelve. Wow, that's not Shall- bad if you're only playing seven uh, yeah. games. So they might. <laughs> well, I'm going for them. They're going to win the league. So AFC Jacks could make a late push Boys. after only playing seven. <laughs> they are going to be playing a lot of either two games on a Sunday or something like that, or they'll have to do what my team's coming down and do and play a midweek fixture. They might have gone bust, though, aren't they? they yeah, there is always that season. chance, and they might have just stopped halfway. <laughs> Let's also, catch up. We'll, let's have this yeah, we'll every week. Yeah. We want an update. Oh, that's um, that's uh, Wolverhampton Sunday League Division Two. Also, shout out for anyone who plays for Corpus Christi FC. They might have been uh, binned off because they've played fifteen and have zero points. Oh. So I don't know if they folded or something. But well, we need to keep updating yeah. this league. We'll, have, we'll try and have, do an update next week. Next Twitter question is from Steve Well Wellings, who just says, "What is the wing speed velocity of an unladen swallow?" I don't know whether that's like a euphemism or... It's something to do with Monty Python, uh, but I'm not sure. We'll laugh. (laughs) What are we we doing? The chase or something? (laughs) (laughs) Um, That guy, um, I think he's sent us questions before. Who has been Wolves player of the season? I know we're going to have this difficult conversation in a few weeks for the fancast version, but if you were to give a player of the season now, gentlemen, in your minds, who would it be? I'd say Doherty. Doherty, yeah. Yeah, even though he's not really played... Regularly all season, just because he's been our best player in the last ten games or so, I'd say he's got to be Doherty. I'm gonna go, I'd, I'd say even Doherty or Price yeah. for me. It'd Don't be uh, one or the other. Rich, same. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of genuinely anyone else who stood out. Henry had a half a dozen decent games at mm. the start of the season. Graham did great for eight games, but you can't really give it to a player who's played. Of course, you can. Oh, we'll give it Graham then. <laughs> Jordan Graham, not not. You can't uh, uh, You can't film. What's they called, Jack? They've only played seven. Oh yeah. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. It might be chasing yeah. up. Yeah. Didn't didn't, uh, didn't Villa once give it to that Salafu who never played a game for them as a protest vote or something? I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely worth. Yeah, I check that. I'm one not going to spoil the, the, the way the way that if you always had a crap season, the best thing to do was yeah. always give it to a player that hadn't played. <laughs> so Villa yeah. did it to. Villa did it to uh, 
Salafi. Oh, I might just give it to George Sal just to piss off Alex. Yeah. <laughs> I look like him, so that's has to give it me anyway. Yeah. Script. Well, I'll you script. just walk up stage yeah. and then no. don't know the say, difference. Should we, do, <laughs> should we just hijack the uh, end of season awards and breakers? <laughs> and the winner is. George Savile and just have Alex Walker. Hello. We, we should put you it. in a room and invite some press journos to interview George Savile. And I'm there. And just see whether they, they get fooled by it. <laughs> just have a bo- bogus answer. It's very Matlock, his question is, um, now Zyro isn't a number nine, does Mason have to start with Zyro wide with Wallace or Byrne or because of how well we played, keep Zyro as a number nine and keep Helen and Wallace wide? What would your front three be? Is what he's trying to say. Yeah. yeah. What's your front three, gentlemen? I'd rather we play Mason myself because yeah. of the fact that otherwise we've spent whatever it is, two and a half, three million quid for nothing. Yeah. So Mason, Zyro and Helen, would you would your front three no, be? I don't think, uh, I think, no, I think, I don't think Helen would be in there for me, to be fair. I mean, he didn't impress me at all against Blues. Mm. and I... Uh, He's a bit too clumsy for me. I'd right? say, yeah, I'll go with I'll go with Jairo, Mason, and Byrne myself. Okay, uh, Alex, yeah, what do you want to be? Probably the same. Yeah. Or uh, if Wallace is back, maybe Wallace instead of Byrne, because I don't think Byrne's done enough yet. Yeah, Rich, I I'd mix it all up and have Zyro and Mason up front, yeah. and have probably Wallace in behind in a diamond. That's good. Because, yeah, nice one, nice one, Glenn Hoddle. Yeah, <laughs> 21 draw. I'll, I'll play for one draw. <laughs> 21 draw. I can, well. I can drop one back and have three at the back if you want. Just <laughs> as long as you don't bring Darren Anderson I'll, back, I'll be happy. I'll, 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 I'll play Jack Price and Libero, just you see. They played that season review on the coach to Middlesbrough on the Friday night. They played that season review on the coach. Oh, Why would somebody own that? Like, who on earth? Probably 0506 season. Yeah. Oh, for God's sake. They played sake. it on the coach. Who on earth went to the club shop? I'm going to buy that. They're just trolling everyone on the coach. Why did they release? It in the first place. It's you like... think the, the fantastic guys who can't do organise the coaching and stuff like, oh, it, it, we need the... to go now. Just pick up a DVD. <laughs> <laughs> do, you know, do you know the film they played? They played the Pink Panther before. And he was just like, they played Pink Panther in that season. Oh god! And he said, "I'm going to lock myself in the toilet." He was at, he was, yeah. at, he was at his nuns before a brilliant yeah. late. Was it? He was like, "I just grabbed yeah. the, no, grab the first two things that comes to, comes to mind." Uh, next question: Randolph the Grey says, "Southbank, all seater or all standing?" I think the North Bank's going to Well, mega choice. I, I, I think the only one who actually has a season ticket in the South Bank. I would kind of like to sit down occasionally. Just have a nice rest. Yeah. It's, have a sit down wheeze. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe not literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, it must seat. Jesus. I don't think it I needs to be all. I was going to say, I mean, just to, you know. You mean you know it doesn't need to be all standing all seating. No. Um, next question, I think we we briefly touched on this from Richard Marlow. Uh, Jack Price for captain next season. Would you have him captain? I'd say Cody for me off this season. But I think it, if Jacket's in charge, he's going to pick Bath, and then there's no point. I can't I can't say it not been but myself. Mm. But it's like I think there's two or three plausible candidates. I think if Williamson is yeah, going to be a mainstay in the side, it should be him. Uh, just for experience alone, but if you're going with a new face, it should be Price or Cody. Yeah, I think the difficulty with Price is that he's not always guaranteed to be a regular starter, mm-hmm. um, which I think is a shame. Otherwise, I'd have him as captain because he seems to command a lot in that team and gets players to do what needs to be done. Um, I like the idea of Williamson being captain, but mm-hmm. then you've got 
well, is he going to replace Bart or play alongside Bart? And then, you know, because I think Horse has been great the last couple of games. Um, he also got called up to the England and 21s, we should uh He did, and Oyorfa as well. Yeah. And Doty's made the full squad now, isn't he? Yeah. yeah. So hopefully we'll get him to see... And we thought there was no news. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and final question on this week's Twitter corner. It's been a good Twitter corner this week, I actually. Know. Luke Thompson started it all off. Yeah. A great question. Uh, final question is from James Lewis. And it's simply Shane O'Mac, Shane O'Mac or The Undertaker. I don't know what they did last night. I think uh, I, I, just, I've just got to, a sneaky feeling yeah. that Shane's going to win. Just to put this out there, um, for all those who obviously love listening to our wrestling talk on the podcast, for Undertaker Shane O'Mac, it's Shane O'Mac controlling Monday Night Raw versus The Undertaker's career on the line. And given the fact that people are speculating this could be Undertaker's last ever match anyway, and it's in his home state... It makes it tasty and it should now be the main event of WrestleMania. Based on what happened on Raw last night, John Cena returns, (laughs) helps Shane win, and they set up Undertaker versus Cena at SummerSlam. Because Undertaker won't be able to fight at WrestleMania anymore. That was the statement. Oh, yeah, he won't be able to fight at WrestleMania. Perhaps not a net career end. No, and my reputation with most Wolves fans has just gone down the toilet. (laughs) Come on, this room. I don't know what's going to happen. I really don't. I, I'm so intrigued by the by the, the match that's already been predetermined, but I'm so intrigued by it. Uh, I'm going to go for Shane and Mac. I just think it's inevitable. Go on, Alex. Oh, I can't pick stand one. Wrestling. Just um, pick one. Um, just pick one. Do you know the you know the name in the Shane? Shane person. Shane. There yeah, we go. Yeah. Shane. I'll agree with you. Just, just to be different from all of you, I'll say the Undertaker <gasps> because I've heard of him. <laughs> because I don't have a clue what's going on right now. Wolfamania, 3rd of April, just going to point that out there once again. Um, so that's all we've got time for this week's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thanks to our sponsors, Opera Creative. If you're looking for a new website or web solution, check them out at operacreative.com. Follow us on social media, just type in Wolves Fancast and you'll probably find us there. And that's the international break. We're going to the wilderness. Alex, are you going to be venturing away for England? Uh, yeah, after Berlin, Friday morning. Very good. What what day? What is it Friday, the no, game? No, it's um, Saturday night, so Ooh. yeah. What do you think for England's two games? Two good games to have, Germany yeah, and Holland. Apparently Wembley sold out on Tuesday as well, which is quite shocking. Um, but I think Germany, I think we'd be happy with the draw. Yeah. And I think Holland, you've got to win, seeing as they haven't qualified for the Euros. But yeah, when you look at, we've got Jamie Vardy and they've got Thomas Muller and, you know, the rest. So yeah. We'll all be having a Vardy party, don't yeah, we, this summer? I'm sure we will. <laughs> uh, so we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time to review Ipswich, and I believe MK Dons is on the 5th, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Tuesday night. So we'll be a double header of uh, Ipswich, MK Dons. Is Ipswich on the telly? No. No, it's no. a Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff. It's our first Saturday 3 o'clock kickoff at home in months. We've only right. got one Saturday away game left, and that's Nottingham Forest. We've got three night away games now. Yeah, well. It's all got moved, didn't it? Uh, so that's it so we'll be back in a couple of weeks to uh, review both those games uh, but for this week it's bye from Graham goodbye bye from Rich have a good Easter and bye bye yeah. that's what I said yeah. <laughs> that's goodbye from me have a good Easter see you next time